Hey, J. Ross, how's it going? I am good. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, thank you to M. Dot uh, for making this happen. I really appreciate him uh, connecting us. So, sure. shout out to M. Dot. Um, so you have a, a ton of music. I was just looking at your catalog and, um, <laughs> you, you have so much stuff on Bandcamp. It's unbelievable. You just, you must just make music all the time. It seems like, man, I hardly get to make music. <laughs> it's so, just, um, I've been doing yeah. it for so long. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just piling up just years and years of, of just putting work together. Yep. Exactly. So you're from Columbus, Ohio. Correct. Um, do you remember, like, um, growing up, was there anyone that was into music before you that influenced you to just start making music and get involved with hip-hop? Not really, man. We just, uh, my father, my father just had so many records. I think that's really what did it. We, um, we used to be, you know, little kids in the neighborhood and just uh, trying to emulate hit what we saw on TV or whatever, you know, well, it wasn't on TV that much at the time, but you know, early eighties, you got like a beach street or break in and that kind of thing. Those movies help fuel, you know, what we were trying to do. And so we started out b-boying and trying to break dance. And then, you know, um, a couple of us started rapping. I started out as a beatboxer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just I was beatboxing for the crew, and then um, I ended up rapping, uh, and then you know I did that for a little bit, but I really never liked my voice, so I ended up, uh, you know, like we went through my dad's records and just found so many samples and stuff like that. It just kind of changed the whole trajectory of where I was headed, and so that's how I got into making beats was through mm-hmm. his records and sampling and that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, just went from there, man. So it really, uh, there really was no person or anything like that. It just was us trying to do, trying to do hip hop. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any idea, like, what the first song you ever made was called or or the first one you had on the radio? I mean, yeah, I know all of those. The first song we ever made, uh, I have I have on recording. We got it on cassette still. I got every wow. song I've ever recorded, even the ones that never were made, you know, never came out or anything like like way before. I'm talking, we started in eighth grade, so I got autumn songs. Every song. I feel like that's pretty rare to to hang on to everything. Uh, I'm I'm just that kind. I'm an archivist. I love history, so I keep everything you know of importance. And so, yeah, I got all those tapes, all those early songs with our whole crew. Um. You know, shoot, my, my brother DJ Buka, he's been there with me from the beginning. And we, uh, shoot, we just, man, that's crazy that you asked that. Yeah, I have all those, man. First song on the radio was uh, probably like 90-something in Columbus. They, You know, they gave us a little kiss at her disc type thing. So we had that opportunity as well. Yeah. Now, is, is there any other um, well-known artists from Columbus, Ohio? Um, it depends on what you consider well known. We've got copyright. We've got uh, uh, Bow Wow is from Columbus, um, but you know he kind of claims Atlanta. I think I don't even know. Yeah. Um, 
you know, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know copyright was from there. Yeah, copyright is from Columbus, definitely. Um, you know, uh, Fly Unions from here. The third Rashad, uh, big producer, he's from here. Um, you know, we got a few people, man, that's holding it down. Yeah. So, um, is there like a radio station there that that plays a lot of hip hop? Not, not really like that. No, uh-uh. we we're mostly like a radio one type of deal, you know. So they yeah. play whatever's popular. Yeah. So I was I was looking at a, a like a, a bunch of stuff about you and in some in a lot of interviews you say that um, the song that you did with Black Star really set things off for you in a big way. Yeah. So how did, how exactly did that come about? Like, uh, like yeah, it's just incredible how that happened. You know. Yeah, I went, think about it. I went to the University of Cincinnati. That's where I went to school, and I uh, uh, just through some mutual friends ended up meeting Kwali because he was coming down there almost every month to work with high tech. And so I ended up meeting him because I knew high tech and, uh, you know, he just asked me to give him some beats and I did. And, uh, you know, shoot, that did it, you know, got, got the songs on the black star album and was able to, uh, just get, you know, just push some things out there, which ended up being, you know, uh, the, the real start of my career, my professional career. Mm. So was your phone just ringing off the hook after that, just selling beats everywhere? Uh, not really selling beats, but I was able to get a deal off of that. But it was ringing a lot more, but it wasn't like selling beats. It was more so uh, making collaborations. And that's how I was able to do my uh, my first album, uh, The Essence Of. And that's, that's how that came about was just because I was meeting so many MCs and I was like, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. So. That's how we did it. We just kept going. Yeah, I, I know this is a tough question, and maybe there's not an answer to it, but do you think you have a favorite track off that album? The Essence Of? Yeah, if you had to pick one. Nah, I don't. Uh, I mean, they all mean something different to me for different reasons, you know? So I don't know yeah. if I necessarily have a favorite, but it was a fun album to make, I'll be honest. Yeah. I remember, like... um. Like around the time that came out, like there was a lot of really good magazines at the time, like like Ego Trip and and just you know super underground magazines, and um, I just remember seeing that everywhere, oh wow, all over the place, and um, so it always stood out. Like the cover, like even before I listened to it, I I just seen the cover everywhere, and um, how do you feel looking back on that album, like? Are you, uh, is there anything you would change about it? Like if you were to make it again today, uh, do you think you would do it a lot differently? No, I don't, I don't. Because that album taught me a lot about the industry. Just, you know, I was organized enough to get it done and, and just through my connections, et cetera. But that's, that album just showed me, you know, I learned so many different things about like how to put out an album, how to organize it, how to, how to work with people, how to set up studios how to, you know, do marketing, just, I learned so much from it. Yeah. So, um, you just put out a brand new album. I want to make sure we, we talk a lot about this. Um, sure. And not save it for the end. Jazz hop. Yeah. You just put it out in March, 2022. Yes. And, uh, these, these tracks are incredible. Thank you. Um, it's just, I read what you wrote about it on Bandcamp. Like, it's kind of like, a 
like a tribute to, to your old sound you were saying from the Correct. early 2000s? Yep. Yep, exactly. People were asking me to to do that kind of, to do that sound again. People just wanted to hear it. People, you know, a lot of my fans, that's what they, they wanted to hear. So I obliged. <laughs> yeah. So there actually is like uh, people playing the live instruments on the album. Yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, got some saxophone, my man, um, Gerard uh, Harris. Um, my brother B Jazz, who you know, who does all the Liquid Crystal project work with me, he's he's on it as well. So, you know, I just I, I got a little bit, but it's mostly me, uh, you know, playing and chopping and doing stuff like that. Yeah. So you you do a lot of digging, like even with like the digital age with music these days. Do you go to a lot of record stores and just look through old records? I go to a record store at least once or twice a week. You have a fate. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Currently, people. When I say that, people are like, "Huh? Really? Wow!" No, I believe it. After yeah. after hearing, you know, a lot of your songs. Yeah, yeah, I dig. I, I, to me, that's a part of the culture. Like hip hop, without that, it's missing something. Yeah, is there a store that, like, I, the store you go to twice a week? I assume it's really close to your house. But is there one that's your favorite, like, in the world? That's maybe far away from you that you don't always get to not really one but i'll say like cities there's certain cities i like to dig in um sao paulo brazil amsterdam um uh i like i like to really dig in uh, i like to dig in like small towns that you might not think there's anything in you know mm. um, but the, out of the cities those are my favorite cities man it'd be kind of crazy so if you're out like traveling or maybe you're doing a show or something out of state, do you try to go somewhere like a pawn shop or like an old record store? I go to like, go I, out of your I, way. I go to I go out of my way. In fact, that's the priority. No matter where I go. Like for instance, I was in Harvard uh, two weeks ago doing a presentation at Harvard, and when I got off the plane, the first thing I did was hit three record stores, and then I went to go do the other stuff. Wow. My priority is the music. It's it's just who I am. I got dig. If I go to a, a city, I'm going to a record store. Like that's that's the priority. That's a very heavy priority. Do you have any clue, like an estimate, how many records you think you might have? I think I'm around between twenty and thirty thousand. I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, I guess you can figure out how many uh, records the IKEA shelves hold and just multiply <laughs> is there any like um is there anywhere on youtube or like any of these like small they have these short shows where like they'll show um someone's record collection is there anything that you've done like that where people can get a look at it i wish nah i just haven't had the opportunity nobody's really come to, to check with me but you know uh, maybe one day but yeah. uh, nah um not really i uh there's a documentary on youtube that I did that it tells that tells about um, how I dig and my process. Um, mm. it's, it's called uh, uh, the Kings. Gosh, what, Columbus Kings. That's what it's, yeah. it's on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely look that up. Is is it on your under your name, like you, on your YouTube channel? No, it's not my YouTube channel. Uh, I don't even remember who it is. Uh, the guy that did it though, his name is Paul Mira. So. M-E-A-R-E-R. -E -R. So if you want to look that up. But yeah, if you type in 
Columbus Kings, Jay Rawls, it'll come up. Yeah. So you mentioned um, speaking at Harvard and um, looking at your page on uh, Instagram, it seems like that's something you do a lot these days. Yeah, well, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a college professor now. And uh, that's that's one thing that I do is um, I'm I'm one of the I'm trying to be one of the foremost scholars of hip hop based education. And so uh, that's kind of one of my goals. So I've been really pushing it and trying to get it out there. So I've been speaking, doing a lot of speaking engagements at universities all across the nation. How did that start? Uh, it's because I became a, a, college, a teacher and then a college professor. But I have my I'm a hip hop practitioner. You know, I'm, I'm actually I know a lot of the people that, you know, when we're talking about the history of hip hop, I know a lot of the people like personally. Mm. Um, so it just that's kind of where it came from. And then, um, you know, I just started traveling and, and talking about it and it's been growing. So I'm excited. So um, do you have a class that you're doing this semester, like you're here in the classroom uh, like every day or multiple times a week? Yes, sir. I teach um, I teach the art and politics of hip hop at The Ohio State University. And then I'm a full time professor at Ohio University where I teach hip hop based education. I'm writing a program. I'm writing actually the first program of its kind because it doesn't exist anywhere else. But it's a program on. Um, how to use hip hop culture in the classroom. And I'm writing that I'm creating it here at Ohio university. Hmm. Um, I, there's a friend of mine. Um, he lives in Manchester, New Hampshire. He's a, he's a teacher. And um, I, I don't know exactly what the title is, but he actually, um, he was given a scholarship or something like he was, uh, or uh, a grant maybe, but he was, he, he was awarded a leave over all these teachers so that he could make a course about hip hop. And um, I can connect you to what it is after. Okay. Because um, I think you'd be pretty interested in it. And, you know, he'd probably be really interested in, in what you're doing and talking about as well for right. his classes. That's dope. Yeah. So um, it looks like in a lot of your pictures, like you actually, do you show uh, the students how to make beats and stuff like that? Uh, not really once in a while. No, not not show them how to make beats. I introduce them to the culture. So I bring the turntables in. I bring the the machines in. Let them, you know, push buttons. I I bring in someone to help them learn how to be boy. I teach them the culture. Mm -hmm. I teach the culture of hip hop, and I and I I teach by actually letting them try it. Wow. So you teach them how to how to write lyrics and stuff. Yep. Yep. Teach them how to do how to write rhymes. Uh, you know, the basic structure, you know, verse, chorus, et cetera, teach them about bars, things like that. But it's not that kind of course because these are more about culture and history and origins. Um, but I'm working on trying to get something where I do like uh, some ensemble based work, et cetera. Yeah. So I, I saw that you wrote a book recently. Correct. Is it out? Oh, yeah. It's called Youth Culture Power. It's definitely out. I wrote it with my brother, John Robinson, who also did um, JR, the 1960s jazz revolution again. Okay, because I, I didn't see the book. Um, maybe I looked it up uh, the wrong way, but. Well, um, it's on Amazon. If you look up, uh, it's called Youth Culture Power. And it's, everywhere. And it, it's everywhere. It's mostly about hip hop? No, no, no. It's about hip hop based education. Okay. All right. And. Um, 
how many pages is it? Is it a really big book or? No, 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 it's not big. Maybe 120, 130 pages. Yeah. All right. And do you plan on writing other books like this? I'm writing one as we speak. I've got it up on my computer right now. I'm working right now on my uh, third book. Wow. So how often these days do you, um, do, do you find yourself making beats or, or just creating tracks? Uh, I've been I've been in the lab. If you get a chance, look on Instagram. I've been in the lab this whole week. Um, it's mainly like when I get time off from teaching. So, yeah. you know, the semester's over. I've got some free time. I've been creating beats and I'm writing a book. So that's kind of what I'm doing in my spare time. Yeah. Is there a place people can go online and uh, buy beats from you or do you prefer people just hit you up or, or build like a relationship with you? Um, there's really no place to buy, you know, ask me about, I mean, I guess they can hit me on Instagram if they're interested and, and, uh, and, and I can put them through to my assistant and, and, you know, she can help facilitate that, but there's really no place. I'm not, I'm not selling beats like that. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I, I, I will, I do, I like working with new talent. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Is there anyone, uh, new or like on the come up in your area that you're really, uh, feeling and that you think people should look out for not really anyone new um there there's a guy named trig um and a guy named nova from columbus both of them and they're both really dope i think people should check for them i really hope that they can get past the um just being local in columbus i hope that they can blow up a little bit because they're talented yeah i feel like um being from new england I feel like uh, a lot of the artists we have are really talented, but they do better like overseas or, you know, other places in the country as opposed to at home. Do you feel like that's how it is for, for most people? Like they, they don't get as much support in their hometowns. That's definitely how it is. Yeah. What do you think there's a reason for that? You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I know here in Columbus, it's very difficult for people. They don't really, uh, they don't really um, support home the hometown hero, and so that's I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if like you if you had like an answer or like a theory on it, since because of the you know the the work that you're doing in the classroom and stuff. Nah, no theory. I just I just think that it's just people are fickle. You know, yeah. they like what everybody else likes a lot of times. So. Is there any um, newer, like, mainstream artists that you like? Or do you feel like they're mostly just, um, like, the, destroying the culture, kind of? Nah, I definitely don't feel like they're destroying the culture. It's just the culture is changing. I don't think it's destroyed. I just think that it's changing. Hip-hop is not going to be the same hip-hop that I grew up on 20, 30 years ago. It's going to be different, and that's okay. Um, nobody really young that's you know blowing blowing my mind i think a lot of the new cats i like they probably not far in age from me like rj Payne or um, yeah you know there's some people that's rocking man uh the guy fahim is dope there's there's a lot of people that's doing things you know definitely would you describe uh what you do more as like traditional hip-hop or do you have a, a yeah i call it i call it boom bap yeah i call it boom bap it's more boom bap hip-hop yeah classic, classic yeah. hip-hop yeah because i mean a lot of the stuff that's newer i mean um 
I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it even shouldn't even be called hip hop. A lot of it. It's more pop music. Yeah, I mean, but that's what hip hop is. Hip hop is now popular music. So yeah. Yeah. I, so um, would you say you have a top five favorite albums of all time? I think everybody probably does. It's not easy to name, but <laughs> have you ever thought about it? A little bit. Um, I mean, I got albums that are classics in my mind: Illmatic. Uh, Midnight Marauders, um, uh, Mecca and the Soul Brother, um, uh, classic album like Mad Villain, um, Fantastic Volume 1 and 2, really, are yeah. beautiful for me. Um, uh, Operation Doomsday, you know, I got a lot, I got a lot, probably too many, I can't do a top five, I just do a top. <laughs> right, right. So, um, let's see, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so, um, uh, sorry about that. I, I completely lost my place. You're fine. Um, what do you use to make uh, your beats these days? Has it changed, you know, with the technology a lot? Yeah, it has. I'm using Serato Studio nowadays, and I really love it. So, did you start off um, just, like, on, like, super, like, really old school uh beat machines yeah i started off on the insonic asr 10 and the mpc uh 2000. do you ever use an mpc still uh i haven't in a while i use the sp404 and i still use the asr every once in a while yeah um do you do a lot of djing like just touring around and stuff yeah definitely or do you yeah so you don't just do it locally or like just just for fun because um, i wasn't I, I do it for fun on twitch but I, I definitely don't just do it locally i uh i'm more so dj in other places i don't dj but yeah like someone will call you across the world and be yeah, like yeah, yeah I, I, do, I do that more so than i do djing at home i dj on twitch a lot too yeah um so you've worked with so many artists is there anyone that's like you plan on working on working with like in the near future that you just haven't um, made it happen yet? Like someone that's really at the top of your list? You know, the only person I've ever really wanted to work with that I, I don't know and I haven't met him yet, so it may not happen is common. So, no. you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. really have anybody like that. I like working with a lot of uh, younger talent, people that, you know, nobody's ever heard of. That's what kind of, floats my boat a lot yeah um do you feel like there's anyone that's extremely slept on as a producer that doesn't get the credit they deserve oh, there's a whole bunch of them man kev brown and uh i mean I, I can't even start the list i need to look at my 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 iphone because i don't use apple music i use um i just listen to songs in itunes <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean uh you know that i put on my own because I listen to stuff that's not out. A lot of the stuff I listen to isn't out. And it isn't, you know, you can't find it because it's either I know the person or, you know, that kind of thing. Illa, right. Illa J is a dope producer. Um, now, what am I listening to? I'm, I'm just, I'm listening to a bunch of different stuff. Is there any albums from this year so far that you really like? Yeah. Um, uh, I like the Black Star album. I like... Um, I like uh, 
the guy Fahim, he had a dope album. I like mm-hmm. RJ Payne's last album. Yeah, there's a few that's moving me. Yeah. Um, how long do you think it was like of just practicing and just on the grind creating um before you became really great as a producer? <laughs> like how, how many years like you <laughs> estimate maybe that happened? Yeah, uh, I'd say a whole bunch because I don't know if I'm really great yet. I'm still working towards greatness. Yeah. You know, I got a long way to go, man. I'm not, you know, I, I got a long way to go, but I, I, I've been really working on my craft, you know, since what, 90, 94 is when I really got serious producing. So I don't know how long, how many years. I'll let your, your audience do the math. Was that with Jay Sands that you really like started to get serious working with him? Uh, it was before Sands, but that's, when I noticed, like, I started to get noticed as a producer because I had a rapper over my beat. And then, so people liked it, and it sounded good. We sounded good together. Yeah. You guys plan on working together in the future anytime, or? We, we haven't had any new plans, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is there any of your songs that you feel, and maybe maybe there's there's not an answer to this, but is there any of your tracks that, like, you feel are extremely slept on or even just the project that you feel maybe is your most slept on work that you've put out? Um, yeah, there's several of them. Uh, the project I did with Nova called the profit. It's an incredible album. The project I did with Dominique LaRue out of Columbus. That's an incredible album. The project I did with Moni love my verse and, and uh, Carolina 30. That's an incredible album that a lot of people haven't heard. Uh, and the project I did with P. Black called Contemporary Nostalgia, I think is probably my second favorite of my albums. And the first one is probably be uh, J. Rawls Presents Home Skillet, who's a good friend of mine who was part of One of Battle in Cincinnati. He was with Down with Quali, Down with Mood, Down Reflection Eternal. We were all in the same crew. And me and him did an album that only came out in Japan. But that album is incredible to me. And all of these are on my Bandcamp, polarentllc.bandcamp.com. Do you have any idea how many albums are on there? Nah, I don't. It, it's I, I honestly think, like, out of this is um, the 67th episode I've done on this podcast, it, it's definitely the most I've seen of, of any artist on there that I've interviewed so far. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing it for a long time, man. Yeah. So looking back, is there anything like besides the uh, the Black Star uh, placement? Is there anything that you think like stands out as as like maybe like the highlight of your career so far? Um, man, there's there's several of those opportunities. Just being able to work with like the Beat Junkies, you know, Retmatic, and uh, I've been able to work with legends like Craig Mack, and I toured with Ghostface, and so there's a lot of different wow. things that have been big a big deal you know highlights you know yeah well plus i saw you worked with the beastie boys as well correct yeah i did a remix for them yeah so did they just reach out to you and and just said hey can you put this together for us yeah one of their uh uh their the people at at capital capital records reached out i guess they were just looking for different producers that you know may not necessarily been super famous and but that were that they liked and uh and, and uh, you know i was chosen so i was excited about that mm. um 
is there anything outside of music you're really good at in besides like public speaking and stuff is there anything that um you're really good at most people don't know about like the listeners and stuff <laughs> uh, i can cut hair <laughs> <laughs> i can cut hair um I, I i taught myself how to do that when i was in high school because i didn't want to pay a barber every week to get my hair cut uh, yeah that's a good skill yeah it is yeah um is there anything you're looking forward to putting out this year that you can let us know about you don't have to let like um reveal the project but Oh, no, I, I could definitely reveal um, DJ Ratmatic from the world famous Beat Junkies and myself. We have an album coming out very soon featuring um, uh, Razcast, Blue, oh, um, Illa, Illa J, um, Craig G, um, you know, JR, Wordsworth. We got a lot of heavy hitters on there. So this album is going to be incredible. That's coming this year. I got an album with um, DJ Center from Brooklyn. Um, and that album is is a Brazilian-based feel album. Uh, we got Slim Kid Trey from Farside on that album. Um, you know, I got a lot coming, a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, stay stay tuned. Do you still find, like, um, I saw some of your albums are, like, they're tracks that you found. Do you do you still have that happen a lot where, like, you're just going through some old stuff and you, you've stumbled upon, like, a disc full of old beats? Not as much anymore, but yeah, I did used to have a lot of that. Yeah, but I've I've been through everything. Uh, I'm kind of operating under what Jazzy Jeff said: "Die empty." Yeah, I saw that. I like that saying. Yeah, putting out everything. I'm not keeping anything back. Playing all the music. Yeah. Do you have any um, anything like far away, like um, any shows that that you have coming up, like overseas or or any uh, DJ gigs? Not overseas. I'm working on getting out to the beat. The beat battle, the beat port at uh, in Sacramento, uh, with a record store called Twelves. That's what that's the next venture, hopefully in July. So that's the next thing coming up. So would you use Serato Studio for that? Yep, I sure would. Yeah, I'd probably take Serato Studio. Maybe take the SP four hundred four too because they're portable. Yeah, have you done a lot of those beat battles? Not a lot, but um, I mean, usually people are asking me to judge them, not play beats. So. <laughs> It just depends. Now you're saying you you DJ on Twitch. Is that a, like a, a regular show that you do, or you just Correct. you just go on? Okay. Yeah, every Sunday night at six p.m. The name of the show is Live at Home, uh, because when I started it, we were in the pandemic, so everybody was li I was live at home, so that's what mm -hmm. I called it, and I was DJing from home. But um, it, it's I do it because I still get a lot of people that watch, so you know, yeah. keep it going. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to let the people know that you have, uh, planning, uh, in the works or just planning on dropping? It doesn't even have to do this year. Just something that you, uh, I think they should watch out for. No, whether it's I, think music or not. I think you've covered it. The main thing I need them to watch out for is my education stuff. I need y'all to go to it's jr.com. So I T S J A Y A R E.com. And check out all of the the education stuff that I'm doing. I think that's that's very important for people to see. Yeah, that's that's really incredible. That stuff. And did you mention how long you've been uh, doing that? Like being a uh, been a teacher? Yeah, um, I didn't, but I've been teaching um, about 22 years now. Wow. 
So did you teach something else like uh, like history or, or like a different subject before? I've, I've taught everything. I've taught everything from fourth grade to college. Um, but in high school, when I taught high school, I was a business teacher. Wow. That's really crazy that like you, you could be in a class and, and you have no idea, you know, it's this great producer. <laughs> yeah, that was the case for some of my students. Yep. So it, I, I assume it's happened a lot where like they say like, maybe their parents have listened to you or, or like they listen to your music. Yep. Yep. All of the above. And a lot of times when they actually find out who I am and the music, they end up liking it. You know, I got a lot of my students that still follow me on Instagram and, and they enjoy the music. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really timeless music, you know, like, right. I, and that's obviously why you can find music from like 20 years ago and, and put it out. And right. it's still incredible. Agreed. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, do you have any shout outs and can you let people know where they, well, I guess you already said where they can find you online. Yeah. But. yeah. Um, no real shout outs. Um, it's jr.com uh, or my personal website, polar ent llc.com or my Bandcamp polar ent llc.bandcamp.com. So check me out. I'm here. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to check it out, everything, and uh, I really appreciate you joining me tonight. And, again, thank you to MDOT for, for the connection. And uh, I'm, I'm going to look into all this stuff you're talking about. I mean, I feel like I just um, hit on the, the tip of the iceberg, you know, because you just have so much stuff going on. And uh, it's just really incredible to find out about. Word. Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for, for all the great music and the classics. And um, I'm just honored to talk to you tonight. So. I appreciate it. I appreciate the interview. You have a great one. Uh, peace to your audience. I appreciate you all. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Peace. Peace. The, 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 the Craig Rojo Podcast. Podcast.